Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow, and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness, and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences, and offers support locally and globally, and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer, and today I would like to talk with you about thinking big. If this is your first time here, then you're most welcome. If you've come back for more, then it's lovely to have you back. In today's program, I want to talk about thinking big and more specifically about why we might find it difficult to think big, to have ambitions, to push the comfort zone. Like with most of my programs, I record them when I have an idea. A lot of this is not premeditated. Most of my shows are unscripted, like the one you're listening to today. The idea for today's programme came to me on my early morning walk with my dog Lily. I was thinking about my shopping list and I was noticing how many things I would like to buy that I either can't afford this week or that are no longer good for me. I wanted to think big. I wanted to go for it, but I realised I can't for a number of reasons that I'm not happy about, but I also have to be realistic. So this is an example of where I want to think big, but I can't. And then I started exploring this whole idea about thinking big and having a sense of freedom in more detail. And I realized this might be an interesting topic to talk about because it's also got a lot to do with social expectations, with self-esteem, self-confidence and self-worth. Because these programs are often not premeditated or pre-planned or pre-scheduled, they are recorded ahead of their transmission time, there are also some things that are beyond my control. From previous programs, you know, I live on the water and sometimes the wildlife, especially the geese, are unpredictable. And today it's the flight path into Heathrow. It started an hour ago. I've made sure it doesn't interfere too much with the sound quality of today's show. And let's see how it goes. Let's think big and let's not be stopped by another big thing happening outside there, high up in the clouds. I don't know about you. Are you comfortable with thinking big? Are you comfortable with being ambitious? Is this something that was modelled to you when you were brought up? Or is it something that you are uncomfortable with? Did you have to work on yourself to be able to go beyond your comfort zone and to try out new things, to perhaps start fulfilling some of your dreams? Was it done through necessity? Or is it something that you haven't not that you haven't yet thought about or something that you struggle with? 
something that is holding you back. I think there are many elements that influence us in terms of our comfort or discomfort with thinking big. It might be our upbringing, the society that we live in, the part of the world, our own experiences with it all. I remember I was brought up in, um, I guess, in a country, in a society by um, parents of a certain age group with certain life experiences where thinking big didn't come easy. It wasn't encouraged, I find. What was encouraged and what was thought of as uh, really valuable was to, to toe the line, to do as you are told, not to rock the boat, to be compliant, to be non-challenging and certainly not to have too many ideas above your station. Because if that's what we do, we can also become a challenge to others. We might challenge the status quo at home in relationships or at work or in society at large. We have to be careful what we say and who we say it to. And so we may grow up thinking it is a virtue to keep ourselves small and even invisible. You may have been brought up in an environment where the opposite was the case. You may have been encouraged to think for yourself, to go out and experience life. You may have been encouraged to to grow fast and not being held back by others' expectations or others' fears. Fears and anxiety can also hold us back. If you grow up in a very anxious household or by very anxious people, this might transfer itself to you. You're very careful with what you do. You do it in a very careful way. You might not do it at all. You might ask somebody to do it for you. And when that happens, we might think we can't actually do things for ourselves. If you work, then you may work in an environment where towing the line, not rocking the boat, is important. Then again, you may work or have worked in an environment where you are expected to challenge, to think ahead, to think out of the box, to think the unthinkable, to be a free thinker, and it might be difficult for you. If you hear the geese, they agree. It's not so difficult for them, but it might be difficult for us. And so we may end up working in jobs or finding ourselves in relationships where we may not be well matched because the other person may be more or less ambitious and comfortable or uncomfortable with thinking big than we are. Thinking big is also often misunderstood. It is regarded by some as a sign of selfishness, of being egoistical, of putting ourselves first, well beyond the needs of other people. The same debate often happens around the term self-care or self-love. In that way, any signs of personal growth or personal development where we have to put ourselves first are 
frowned upon and are seen as a threat and are criticised. Now, I talked earlier on about why our upbringing may matter. And if you have grown up in a household or in an environment where thinking for yourself, sticking out your neck, challenging, asking questions, having dreams was frowned upon, you may have developed an inner critic. That little voice that tries to hold you back, perhaps for your own good, perhaps the little voice is trying to protect you from what it thinks may be failure or embarrassment. And this little voice might try to keep you really small and might try to plead with you in a number of uh, creative ways. Um, it can be very convincing and very seductive um, to stop you from trying out new things. You may know what I'm talking about. And this little voice can have been with us for decades. And then it can be difficult to quieten it or to get it to see sense. When that happens, I always suggest that we don't start war with the little voice, but perhaps try and tell it that it has done a good job over the years, that it is entitled to have a bit of a rest now, because we need to try and do different things. Our life has to change. We want to make changes. Thinking big and thinking that your ambitions can be realized is not easy if you're not used to it. Because in some ways you're starting to make yourself visible, you make yourself heard. You might start standing out as different because you may go a different way to everybody else. You may decide to move to a different town, work in a different job, change the way you dress, change what you do, who you do it with. So many changes that may come as a surprise to others and others may regard you therefore as selfish or as arrogant or as unrealistic as a fool. In an article I wrote about a related topic some time ago, I said that one person's fool is another person's inspiration. There are people who don't toe the line, who are disrespected and talked down by some. They are seen as role models and inspiration by others. Thinking big is also about realizing your potential. It's about growth. It's about achieving what you need in life to feel content, to feel a sense of purpose, a sense of identity, a sense of happiness and inner peace. It can also be about being authentic, having integrity. And often we are taught to hold back on this stuff because we belong to a society where this may be frowned upon. I understand all of that and you have to make up your own mind what is best for you. Sometimes thinking big needs to be done in small portions. At the outset I said thinking big is also related to self-worth. What do we think we deserve from others 
What do we deserve in relationships? How much do we give compared to how much we expect in return and how much we receive in return? Thinking big can also be about that. I never forget in my childhood there was a key experience which sums up my struggle with thinking big. It was at school, we had Secret Santa, everybody had to bring in a present wrapped up and they were all left on a table in front of class without names on them. And then we all in turn could pick one of those presents for us. And we all drew numbers out of a head which decided in which order we could do this. Now, when it became my turn, I decided to go for the biggest box on the table. I'd never done this. I'd always been the sensible girl, the the one that is happy with very little indeed. But I was fed up of it because everybody else was getting more than me. I was envious and I wanted to go for it. This time I didn't hold back. I was going to go for the biggest box on the table. And when I unpacked it, you can imagine what happened. It had the smallest item in it and it was a packet of bubblegum, of chewing gum. I was left disappointed, but mostly I was left feeling hugely embarrassed because my action looked and came across as greedy And I could see others were thinking, well-deserved serves you right for having been so greedy. That taught me a lesson and it took me years again to allow myself to think big. I don't think it was greed on my part. For me, this was a really important moment where I allowed myself to try and be a bit like other people and try not to be held back by the conventions I was brought up with. If you are brought up to believe that looking after others and putting them first is a virtue, then you might find it very difficult to work in certain environments. You might find it very disappointing in life. And you might know this and you might feel jealous and resentful of the ambitions of others, of them not being held back by others or by themselves. You may realize everything that I'm talking about here and you may blame certain people for the way the way you are, the way things are, for the things that never happened in your life because you held back. You didn't think big. And now thinking big, you might believe is too late in life. You might believe it's not possible, it takes money, it takes risk-taking, you have too many commitments to take risks. You might feel cheated. So what are we going to do about it all? How do we think big? Now, I think you need to choose and decide what is the best way for you. What area in your life can you pick where you might try and do some things differently and try and introduce new things? 
you might need to do it in very small ways because that's the only way to do it. That's perhaps the realistic way of doing it and that's the way that you are most comfortable with. Then again, some things might have happened in your life where you feel, right, now I can go for it. I'm going to think big. I no longer care. Now, be careful, I say, and perhaps I'm thinking very small here, whereas I should be thinking big, but I also urge you to always consider anything that you do from as many angles as possible. Because sometimes we may embark on big changes for the wrong reasons or at the wrong time. It might be an act of desperation. It might be because something has happened and we feel we can no longer bear it or we feel there is no longer enough time to do it any other way. I know sometimes we've just got to go for it and stop thinking about it all and just do it. But sometimes we really have to consider and evaluate what we want to do very carefully and sometimes the biggest changes and going big has to start in small steps. You have to be comfortable with it and you have to make sure that you don't end up in a worse situation. And sometimes we don't know it unless we try and then if it fails, well, Whatever we do, I think it is important that we can do it with an open and honest heart and are prepared to learn our lessons in life. There are certain times in our lives when we may tend to think big. It can happen in our midlife crisis. It can happen if we experience a serious illness and may not have long to live. You may have finished your formal education, you may be changing a job, you may have been made redundant or started your retirement, you may go through a midlife crisis, you may be very ill, you may have hit the jackpot, got more money than you are used to. There are so many reasons why sometimes we feel this is the time to do things differently and this is the time to think big and to change our life drastically. It's all possible. And sometimes thinking big and making big changes is not visible. Sometimes it's all inside, inside our head, inside our heart. It's our attitude that we may have to change. And it's our attitude that may hold us back and that we struggle with. Change happens from inside and then it becomes visible or transfers itself to the outside. Change can make some things easier and it can make other things a lot more difficult. If we start to think big and start to have different ideas and change our attitudes and our way about life, this will impact other people too and they might not like it. It might lead to conflict and it might require discussion, perhaps disagreement, perhaps parting of ways. It may require further change. That doesn't make wanting to think big, even in small ways, wrong. It is what it is and you have to be prepared for the consequences of your actions. 
I hope you have enjoyed today's program. I hope there hasn't been too much of a distraction to you from planes or geese or whatever it might have been. If you want to find out more about areas that I've talked about, then do visit my website karenzieger.com where you can browse through all my articles and all my videos. I hope to be able to welcome you here again for more of Soul Cravings. You can write to me via my website karenzieger.com with any questions you may have or topics that you would like me to talk about. Take care wherever you are and I look forward to you joining me again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website karenseeger.com That's K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R